Hi, everyone, and welcome to our live broadcast from the American Film Market in beautiful Santa Monica, California, suburb of Los Angeles. Now, this is an amazing event. It's the business event for the entire motion picture industry. And uh, my first guest here talking about the American film market is its director, Mr. Jonathan Wolf. Hi, Jonathan. Good morning. Glad you're here with us. <laughs> yeah, thank you for inviting us to be here. This is really exciting. And um, I'm just really glad that, uh, that we had a chance to uh, uh, set up this morning. We had a little bit of technical difficulty, but uh, that everyone here has been so cooperative and helpful. And, and you've got a great team of people at the uh, IFTA. So. Thanks. So... Um, so what is, uh, let's start at the beginning. How did the American film market begin? What was, uh, what was the initial idea behind it? Well, if we go back to our ancestors in the late 1970s, uh, a lot of business was being done at the Cannes Film Festival. It was sort of a hub for the industry to arrive, and deals were being done in hotels and hotel rooms and hotel lobbies and sometimes out by the pool. And as the video um, um, uh, business started to explode, a lot more people started going to Cannes. And by 1979, 1980, the restaurants were coming out with menus that were overpriced, the hotels were doubling, and our forefathers, if you will, in our industry said, we're tired of spending all this money in Cannes, we're all from Hollywood, let's set up our own market in Hollywood and not go to Cannes. And the first AFM in 1981 was set up in March. Um, and everybody, and there were thousands of people here, tremendously successful, more than they had, had imagined. And then six weeks later, everybody went to Cannes anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and so the dates have shifted around slightly, and here we are um, in 2016. Cannes and the American film market are now bookends on the industry calendar. The spring with the largest and, and, uh, and most prestigious festival in Cannes, and then the industry comes in the fall to Hollywood and here in Hollywood's backyard in Santa Monica. Great, wonderful. So um, you did a, an event here for producers, like an orientation event that I attended. And you said a number, it was a very enlightening event for producers to show up because some people really began to understand about the film business. And that's really what the focus is up here at the market. So um, one of the things that you mentioned there is uh, about films uh, and the market actually creating a sense of urgency right. here. Can you talk a little bit more about what you meant by that? Well, to understand what's going on at the, at the AFM and maybe backing up a step if we can, what we have here is about 350 production distribution companies with offices. Right. We're here in the Lowe's Santa Monica Beach Hotel. It's a 350-room hotel. We empty out all of the beds, most of the furniture. No one sleeps in this hotel for two weeks and the entire hotel is turned into an office building. Right. And the companies with offices are production distribution companies who are looking to license their films to buyers from all over the world. Mm. Um, and so these markets only happen three times a year, here in Santa Monica, then again in Berlin in February, and then again in Cannes in May. And so the buyers come from all over the world expecting to hear new projects, see world premieres of films, and so this creates not only a sense of urgency with the buyers, because if the, all their competitors are here, if they don't acquire, their competitor might. It also creates an auction environment. Mm. And as producers, um, the companies who are here want to get the highest price for their film that they can. And so while we've seen tremendous advances in technology over the last 36 years of the American film market, it hasn't reduced at all the desires of everyone to travel and do business face to face. 
They aren't selling films over Skype. They aren't selling films over email because it doesn't create that urgency. And more important, it doesn't create that, that auction environment that having everyone in one place at one time does. Right. So you have producers, screenwriters, directors, or whatever, who have a project, and they come here to pitch their project. That's one part of the market? This part, yes. And they're looking for like pre-sales to a film? Well, not quite. What they're looking for, if we we back up a step, the companies who are here with offices Mm -hmm. are doing two things. They're selling finished films. We close all the theaters in Santa Monica for a week. And all the theaters become private screening rooms for the show. We'll screen about 300 films. Uh, a quarter of them will be world premieres, meaning never been seen anywhere. The rest uh, may have been uh, at one or two festivals before coming here. But those companies, besides screening finished films, they're also pitching projects that they have set, um, are ready to go. The actors are set, the director's set, the budget's set. They've got a start date. And now they are what's called in our industry pre-selling. They are selling the rights to these films country by country, um, looking for buyers. By getting the buyer to acquire the film before it's made, they're offsetting some risk because they've laid off the risk. They're also creating a mechanism to finance the film because if they've sold the film, they're able to take those contracts to the entertainment divisions of mainstream banks and borrow against those contracts to create the production financing. Financing based on pre-sales is the largest source of financing for independent film. So back to your question, the producers that are here with scripts and packages, they're looking to connect with a sales company, generate enough interest with that sales company, so that sales company will take their package of film to the next market, whether it's in Berlin or Cannes, or it takes a year to get it fully developed, right. and they're back here at the AFM. They're looking for companies to invest the time, resources, and sometimes money to bring that package, which may be just a script and a, a somewhat seasoned producer um, and no attachments, to get it to a point where it truly is ready to pre-sell into the marketplace with all the cast and all the elements attached. Mm. So there's also um, film commissions here yes. from different parts of the mm-hmm. world. Um, are, uh, many countries, I've seen everywhere from, from here to Japan to China to uh, Thailand, uh, sure. everywhere. Yeah. Um, since we have you know, thousands of decision makers from all over the world here, producers that are going to decide where their films are shot, um, it is a terrific place for film commissions, mm-hmm. post-production facilities, labs, studio facilities, all to be here to both promote and meet with potential clients. You know, there are, there are more than a thousand independent films made every year, and I'm excluding from that the films made in India and the films made in China, excluding those two countries. There are more than a thousand independent films made every year, and so all these production facilities and film commissions coming here uh, find it uh, a terrific place to find prospects and to convince uh, producers to shoot in their facility or country. What are, what are some of the, um, uh, the advantages of a filmmaker coming to the film market rather than going through other means to get his movie made? What, what are some of the things here that are kind of at the top of the most important things filmmakers need to do to get their movies made? Well, the first thing is this is a collaborative process. Um, you need to collaborate, and collaboration is done best face-to-face. If a filmmaker, and we have to define the word filmmaker, I'll, I'll, I'd rather say producer or producer-writer. Okay. Um, 
Um, I'm, I think if we asked 10 people the definition of the word filmmaker, everyone would have a different, a different one. Right. Yeah, directors <laughs> would tell you a filmmaker is only the director. Right. Um, and so um, if we're looking at producers, producers essentially are are entrepreneurs. They're passionate entrepreneurs looking to bring that project forward. And this is where the money is. We estimate about a billion dollars in deals will be closed here at the AFM in the seven days. And more than half of that, and when you think of this, more than half a billion dollars in that will be on films that haven't started shooting yet. Mm -hmm. A half a billion dollars in business on independent films that haven't been made yet. And so that attracts everyone because they recognize that this is where the deals get done. And so if a producer has a project, has a script, they need to be where the dough is. It's not going to come find them. I've had people come to me and say, well, we're in South Dakota and we'd like to start a film market here. And, And so... Will the money be there? Will the industry right. be there? This is where, where the industry is. The industry congregates two or three times a year, um, and you need to be where the dough is. <laughs> they don't call it show business for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so um, what are the, uh, for, uh, for someone coming here who's like, I met several people who are just, they have their script writers and they have a right. script. What are some of the things that they would need to know how the how the mark this this well, event can serve them best? We we advise a lot of people to come to the market and purely for education and almost to be a stealth participant. Mm-hmm. Um, remember, this is a market, and you you said it just a moment ago. It's a film business, right? And um, um, many writers are artists, many directors are are artists, but this is about the business, right? And so, what the director and the the writer can find is what films are working. Um, And so for the writer, even if the writer hasn't written a script, to walk through the halls, talk to the companies that are here, what kind of films are you making? What kind of scripts are you looking for? Um, What what can you easily pre-sell? What are you looking to invest in? Understanding the marketplace. Ultimately, the writer is still providing a service or a product, whatever you want to call that script, and are they looking for a marketplace that's going to take that, or is this just sort of their daydream that they find interesting, and their family and friends say nice story and pat them on the back? This is about a business, and I don't want, it's not meant to be insulting to any writer or any creator, but ultimately, if you're looking to engage an audience and have them pay a fee to see your work, you need to understand what that audience wants, what it's looking for. Yeah. And this is where it happens. The companies who are selling film here come from about 50 countries. The companies who are buying film come from 80 countries. This is where you can understand what is working in the global marketplace and, and how hopefully to bring a story forward that's going to resonate worldwide. Yeah. You said in the orientation that who is the film for? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, one of the things that, and, and you were there, which is, which is, is if... Uh, if a director comes to you, and sorry to say this for directors listening right now, if a director comes to you uh, with a great script and you ask as a producer who's the film for, and if the director says, oh, 17 to 21-year-old young women or men 35 to 54, right. you say, great. If the director says, well, the film is for me, then we advise the <laughs> producer to quietly disengage from the discussion and get out of the room in a hurry because, because art is terrific. Yeah. But this is a business. Yeah. And, and, and even, even as an example, if you're making a film for preteen, let's say um, 12, I would say preteen, 12 to 16-year-old girls versus 17 to 21-year-old women, 
the way you cast, the language you use, um, everything about the film can be different. And you know, the, it's very narrow in that way. And so it's so important for the writer to have that vision of who the audience is. And one of the things that you don't see a lot of here that let's say you might see at the Sundance Film Festival mm -hmm. is American coming-of-age films. Um, so many are made because filmmakers are told, make what you know. And right. so young filmmakers uh, say, I know coming of age, so I'm going to do this. <laughs> and so, but you see very few here because those stories just are, are so hard to move out into the international and even the U.S. marketplace. Yeah. And I, I saw films of all genres here. You have uh, from action to sci-fi to uh, horror to uh, there's so many different kinds of films. There's animation. Sure. Uh, there's every kind of genre that I, as I walk around here in the marketplace is represented. So the people who have scripts or ideas, they need to find those maybe companies or, or, or you know, distributors that are looking for that type of film. So how would one go about doing that to find the right, the right distributor for their idea? There are a few ways. Um, one is we have a companion website. Our main website is theamericanfilmmarket.com, and on there you can navigate or go straight to thefilmcatalog.com, and that's spelled G-U-E at the end, the film catalog. And there, most of the companies who are here list not only their current lineup of films, upcoming mm -hmm. projects, but also their library. And there's an advanced mm -hmm. search feature on there. So if you are interested in finding companies who are recently doing French comedies, you could search for French comedies of the last three years, find those companies, and then start to contact them. So it's, it's a tool, IMDb Pro is a subscription uh, for the industry. It's another tool. Right. Being here at the show is probably the best tool because you can not only do this homework online on these websites, but then come in and maybe the first day just go door to door. Cover up your badge so they don't see your name. Ask some questions. Just say you're here to learn. And after that first day and you've, you've come to understand who's right, then start to contact the companies who are best for your film and, and set up a meeting and start to pursue that right. project. Of course, one of, the, one of the, the, those that aren't familiar with the industry will just go door to door um, without doing that homework. That's what you mean by stealth participant. Yes, you know, <laughs> just be there to learn, right, right. be there to learn. I mean, so often we see producers walk into an office here and whoever greets them, they start pitching their script. Half the time, it's either an intern or an assistant who is not part of acquisitions, and they just politely you know, say, thank you, please leave a business card. Let me give you an analogy. Okay. Um, if you've ever walked onto a car lot and a salesman has come up to you, the salesman never says to you, hi there, I know the, exactly the right car for you, the right color, the right equipment, and I'm going to take you over to it, and you should buy that car. The salesman says hello and starts asking questions. Mm -hmm. What are you looking for? Right. The producer who knows how to pitch walks in and says, what kind of films do you produce? In what budget range? How many do you do a year? How do you accept submissions? Um, you know, who reads scripts? What are the right people? Ask all sorts of questions first to see if they should spend their time. A good salesman right. doesn't want to be there with an unqualified prospect. They will listen and understand what that company needs. And if that company might be a good fit, 
they now have enough information to tweak their pitch to adapt to the, what that company wants. If they have a horror comedy and the company's looking for comedies, right. that just became a comedy with a little bit of horror in it. <laughs> and so, so right. but this is what the salesman does. If you're on a car right. lot, and sorry for the analogy, the salesman listens for what they're looking for and then finds the best product that he's got that fits their need. Or says, sorry, we don't sell sports cars head down the street. Right. So know how, when you get to that point, know how to pitch really well. So get a lot of practice yes. in doing that. Um, during the orientation, you had you asked, talked about uh, for diff- you asked different parts, uh, different uh, well the audience. You asked a whole audience who are the categories of producers, right. like the creative producers, the sales agents, and at the end of that, you said, with the sale, all the sales agents, please stand up, and you said to the entire audience that those are the guys you should talk to. <laughs> So the right. sale agent is really, describe to me what, well, what is a sale agent well, and what and do a sales they do? producer, let me yeah. just back yeah, up yeah, in the definition very, yeah. very quick for those yeah. who weren't in the room. Okay. Um, um, there are three types of producers. There's creative producer. That's a producer that really understands story development, the texture of the script, has empathy for the audience experience, um, um, just has that passion for that story. Then you have the salesman producer. They walk the walk, talk the talk. They know where the money is. They know which studios make which films. They can pitch anything. They know where the production subsidies are and the incentives. They could sell anything that happens to be filmed. Then you have the line producer who's like the general contractor. Um, That person is on set every day. The money's there. The great script is there. And now they're actually making the film. They work with the unions and the location scouts. And they know how to bring the film in on time, on budget. And so the sales producer, I want to, it's not sales agent, which are the companies in the offices here as an agent for producers, but the salesman producer is the one that can connect with a pitch. So often the creative producer treats their film and their package like they're firstborn. They're so in love with it. My son is perfect. Um, This (laughs) script is great. They don't know how to connect with someone they're pitching to, they're, they're totally enthralled with their story. They need someone who's disconnected, the salesman producer. And there isn't a job title. You don't see that as a credit anywhere. No one walks around with a business card that says salesman producer. It's a producer, right. yeah. but it's a producer whose skill set is selling and is connected frequently with a producer whose skill set is the passion for developing stories. And many of the partnerships that we see in Hollywood Neither of them will define themselves that way, but as they do their yin-yang in terms of who does what, one is really developing and working with the writers, the other is pitching. They may each bleed a little bit into the other, Uh, but that's, it's so key. And so for creative producers, the advice always is find someone who can really effectively pitch that script. It probably isn't you. (laughs) Um, Looking into the future, what are some of the things that you are preparing to do here at the market that you're not have yet in place, but that you'd like to see happen here? <laughs> well, let's see. The, the show still has two days to run, and you're asking me about 2017. Mm-hmm. I think for us, it's continuing to be half a step ahead of where the industry is going because we set you know trade shows that happen once a year these are like super tankers out in the ocean they don't turn quickly we will set plans in place um, early winter late spring that then are being executed the following November 
So we have to know what the industry wants and where it's headed, whether it's how we organize exhibition space, the type of content that we have in our conferences, what kinds of theaters, what the schedule is for theaters. We used to screen films at 5 and 5.30 that would get out at 7 o'clock, and more and more we heard from our audiences, no, we want to start doing social things at 5, let's have the screenings end at 5, so we can go into a social uh, environment, the different parties that happen here. So we shifted our screenings around, and uh, they, they all end by 5.30. Um, this isn't like a festival here. It's, uh, it's, they're all acquisition screenings. It's in a business. So the show continues to shift slowly, um, but we'll be in Santa Monica for years and years to come. It turns out to just to be the campus, which is about a kilometer long between our conference area, our trade show floor, the theaters in between, and all the restaurants and shopping. Um, we like the environment, so we don't see huge changes. The big changes tend to come in the films that are here. Mm-hmm. Every year, we're screening three to 400 brand new films. Um, if this was a festival, it'd be one of the largest festivals in the world in terms of 75 world premieres and 300 films screening. Wow. Uh, but it's a marketplace. Wow. That's, that's a lot of premieres. I've, I've seen very few festivals. Right. But that, no red carpets here. <laughs> the average attendance, yeah. again, a festival is going to be crowded with people, lots of red carpet, uh, everybody lined up. A film market is a trade show. Right. It's, it's, it's for the industry only. It's not for the public. We don't market what's going to be there. Anybody can buy a credential. It's not a closed shop. Yeah. But the expense is such that the public doesn't come. Um, uh, our average screening has about 30 to 35 people in it. These are acquisition executives from around the world who may have read the script in advance and are now looking at the production values to decide what they want. We have mm-hmm. 29 theaters, and every two hours, 29 more films start. This is truly a marketplace where a festival very rarely has more than two or three films overlapping at a time. Right. So anything that you would like to talk about that I haven't asked you yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can all talk about what we work, what we do for work and, right. and what we enjoy. Uh, but for those who, whose you know, passion is film, mm-hmm. um, it's, this is an interesting place to see, but if their yeah. passion is in working in the film. The AFM, and I think maybe to add, add to this, the AFM is a great place to attend if you are part of the process of bringing a film forward. Right. Whether you're a producer, a writer, a financier, lawyers, bankers, agents, production facilities, it's not a home for those looking for work. If you're a director and not attached to a film that's being sold here, not a place to be. Right. It isn't a place for cinematographers or set designers and definitely not for actors. It's, it's a place for those who are part of the package that lead up to that green light. Right. And for them, this is, this is like coming to Mecca. <laughs> it's where the gold is, folks. Absolutely. <laughs> well, Jonathan, thank you so much for your uh, cre- helping to put on this event and creating this environment. It's been a really, really exciting time. Well, we're happy to have here. Voice America here, yeah. and we hope you'll be back. Oh, I'm sure we will. Okay. We will. Thank, thank you. Thank, thank you, you so much. All right. We'll be back in uh, just a minute here at Voice America Live Events Channel. 